When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Happy holidays. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. It it is bitter cold here in the Northeast near New York. So wherever you are, uh, I hope again you've enjoyed enjoyed your holiday season and getting ready for New Year's. And, you know, it's this time of year where a lot of people have what we call our resolutions for the following year. We have all these intentions to get into better shape, uh, to you know, grow in our business, to make more money. And these are all important things that are part of sustainable success. However, the true reality is that many of these resolutions never are fulfilled. And again, that goes back to people not maybe being in the right mindset in order to go ahead and do that. But today we have a very special guest where we're going to be focusing on the wellness part of sustainable success today, really taking control of our health. And today's show uh, is topic is five steps to becoming your own health hero for sustainable success. Before I introduce our guest, I do want to mention a little background about our guest. His name is Dr. Partha Nandy, and he is a practicing physician, a gastroenterologist, and host of the Emmy Award-winning internationally syndicated medical lifestyle show, Ask Dr. Nandy. Known as the Undiet Doctor, he travels the globe speaking in, about his no-nonsense approach to food and fitness and how he combines Eastern and Western philosophies and the science behind the amazing health benefits of spirituality, mindfulness, which we talk about a lot here, and community. And he's also authored several different books in peer-reviewed journals, but his most recent one that came out in September of this year no. And his most recent book that just came out is called Five Steps to Becoming Your Own Health Hero for Longevity, Well-Being, and Joyful Life. I would formally like to introduce Dr. Partha Nandy to the show. Hey, thanks so much for that kind introduction. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, I've yeah, I actually had a chance to look at the book, Dr. Nandy, and it just offers tremendous insights in terms of, you know, how us as people really have to be able to take control of our health and be able to establish more healthy habits. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, have you talk about today about some of the, you know, the five steps, if we could go through each step and be able to provide the listeners today that are listening and those that will be listening on demand what are some of the ways they can start to ease into becoming their own health hero in 2018? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think that, I think it's really important for people to, not only, you know, everybody in the beginning of the year, I think, takes, takes uh, into, into account their health and their well-being and they want to make a fresh start. Even like, you know, with your finances, sometimes with, with their entire life. But what I would like to offer is that I think you have to do this the entire year. And, and, and of course, it's a good time to start in the beginning of the year as any. And the, the Five Steps to Becoming Your Own Health Hero is, is a book that I, I really wanted something to be very useful yet simple, meaning that I, don't, I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to be somebody who, 
takes people and 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 almost uh, gets them so involved in the language and and all the terms to make it so technical that it's not useful. I really wanted to be useful, simple, yet. You know, I think that doable and giving them information that they can use every day. So to me, I'll tell you first why I wrote the book. I wrote the book because of the fact that I had a couple of um, inspirational moments in my life. Uh, And and why that's important for for your listeners is because I think you have to find a reason for yourself to do everything, including including your health. For me, when I was six years old, I was born in in India, in a part of India, um, in eastern India called Calcutta. And then I was, I lived in a city called Bangalore until I was about um, six years of age. And at that time, well, actually I, I came when I was nine, but by my, my, you know, my inspirational event that happened to me is when I was six years old, I was like every other six-year-old uh, kid, I was driving my parents absolutely insane. And then uh, one day I stopped doing that and no, which is which I think I'm sure they were excited for for a little while, but then what happened was I I didn't want to do anything. I, I would just you know kind of hang out at home. Wouldn't didn't want to play with anybody. Didn't yeah. want to go to school. Didn't want to do anything. And it led to them you know really trying to find out what's going on. I I went to traditional doctors, Chris. I went to alternative doctors in India. You know we call here alternative medicine and Eastern medicine as part of life there. So actually I I actually went to some alternative doctors. It had me covered in garlic for an entire day. I was covered in mustard oil one other time for an entire day because, you know, people thought, well, you know, is there something that, that we could do different than just traditional medicine? But yeah. really to no avail. I was sick for months. And then finally my mom and my dad got, you know, said we have to take him to a specialist. And when I went to a specialist, it was, it was Christmas Eve, and I, was, I had low expectations, you know, for that visit. But what happened was on that day, uh, I still remember Dr. Chandrasekhar even today. Really tall man, very, very kind, but pretty, pretty serious as well. He told me that I had to be admitted to the hospital. It was New Year's Eve. I mean, Christmas Eve, and for the next couple weeks, you know, as a boy, I was, I was held down, poked and prodded and tortured. I thought at the time, and what I realized is, you know, that at that at that time, after that two weeks, I could finally feel a little bit like myself. And that doctor and my parents saved my life. I had rheumatic fever, which was, that affected my heart and almost killed me. I mean, if I had gone that way, I'd probably not been here today. Yeah. So I really wanted to, to pursue medicine. That was my first real experience into, into something that medicine really affects me even today, is to be able to affect someone's life one-on-one. And I, I knew that I wanted to do something like that. So I went into medicine, and I practiced for several years. And the second event that really changed my life was my father, who would who was my rock, my biggest hero. And, and what happened was he was all of a sudden one day uh, started having some problems and had a devastating stroke. And that stroke changed his life. Here's a guy who was as strong as anybody had ever seen in my entire life and was my hero. And he was then became bedridden. And in, in, when, when I started becoming the patient, uh, patient the patient's advocate instead of being the doctor, I really learned about, there's so many things I did not know as a physician to be on the other side. And I really said, you know, in order to really help my father, I had to learn those things. You know, and when my dad was admitted to the hospital, Chris, what happened was they said, you might as well just take him home or nursing home because he really doesn't have any chance. They didn't expect him to probably even last um, a couple months at, at the most. And he, he yeah. really lived nine years. And if I, I lost him this summer, 
uh, after a long fight with with the stroke. But the lessons I learned, I said to, I, I wanted to give to other people. The lesson I learned from advocacy, how to be a health hero. My parents were my first health heroes, and 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 the doctor who changed changed in my life. And then I had to become a health hero for my dad. And I wanted to really write this book to be able to give them the idea, them meaning the reader. I wanted to be able to give my patients, my community, and then really spread it to the, to the world about, about how you empower yourself to becoming your own health hero. And what that means is to put your health first, put your well-being first, not how many cars you have, how big your house is, you know, or whatever it is that you think is the goal right in front of you, but rather make your health and well-being your first and most important goal. So uh, it, to me, it's always about having purpose. That's my first pillar. I had to have a purpose in writing the book. I had to have a purpose in, in, in doing medicine and, and, and being able to help patients. And so I think the first thing, that first pillar I would say, Chris, is, is to have purpose. And yeah. When I talk to people about purpose, when I talk to my patients about purpose, they say, you know, listen, I mean, I, you know, I don't have these huge lofty goals. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to change the planet. And I tell them, listen, you, know, you don't have to make these huge, huge shifts in the planet. All you have to really do is to be able to make purposeful events in your life. And if you, if you want to be the best teacher, the best uh, pl- soccer player, or best whatever, best radio host, you know, whatever you want to do, it's, it's, it's what's going to drive you. And I, before you go into anything, including health, including wellness, you have to have your purpose behind you. Once you have the why, then the how really follows. So, I, you know, I have, I have several techniques that I teach people, and, and getting purpose in your life is not always going to be the easiest or the quickest solution. This book doesn't give you super quick solutions. You know, it, it gives you ways in which you approach things, and you can really make changes in your life that are going to last your life. I'm not really interested in what happens, you know, tomorrow and next month as much as I'm interested in the long game. I'm interested in how we can sustain this for a lifetime. So I, it's a I give, process. Yeah. I give plans in which you can really go ahead and, and make make these purposeful movements, purposeful changes in your life that's going to last a lifetime. And again, it doesn't mean that you have to have change the equator or, or you know change the environment. It can be that you, know, you make purposeful events throughout your life. And why that's important to me as a doctor is that we now know that you can increase your lifespan by seven years. You can add seven years to your life if you have true purpose. Imagine that. Better than any drug out there with no side effects. And yes. also, no less than 10 studies have shown that you can decrease your rates of dementia by 53%, rates of heart attack, rates of stroke, rates of cancer, all these diseases that are basically taking away lives in our country every day. So that's why, to me, the most important, the most important uh, pillar of the first step is, is purpose. And then I think you can... You can Go forward and 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 make the how, uh, and that's really important uh, for your for your listeners, Chris. Yeah, you mentioned. I mean, that's so important. I mean, when you talk about people, you know, before we get to purpose that you talked about, like a lot of people will put a lot of time, effort, and and money investing into their homes, into their cars, um, even their businesses, which is you know it's all good. But when you think about it, without your wellness intact. None of that other stuff can be sustainable or enjoyed long term. And that's why it's so important that we have to be able to take control of our own health 
to put that first so then we can have an alignment with everything else that's important to us that we can enjoy and sustain it by having, you know, the right attitude, the energy necessary to enjoy those things. And like you said, purpose is key because, you know, a lot of times people try to figure out how to do things and get stuck. But the reason why they get stuck is because they don't really know what, why they're doing it in the first place. They're, that's what, and if they had, they, they're putting it backwards. So by understanding why you're doing it and what the purpose is, like you said, I mean, all the other stuff in terms of how to do it will come. And that's so important. And now in terms of uh, when you talk about purpose, Dr. Nandy, with any, any of your, your patients and clients, you know, do you get sometimes where people like they feel like, well, I just don't know my purpose and I don't, I, you know, I can't seem to find it. What would you recommend to them? You know, uh, that's, a great, that's a great question, Christian. And, you know, I'm glad you prefaced it by, by saying that, you know, those having a nice house or a nice car. You know, listen, we both live in the real world, and I, and I, and I get that that's important, and I, and I don't want to dismiss people saying, well, listen, I've got to work two jobs and, and, and take care of my family. Absolutely, that's important. We're, you know, we're not saying here that, you know, you yep. don't take care of your basic needs, you don't take care of your family and just go out there and go wild in your purpose and, and abandon your family. That's not the point. But rather, what I tell people when, when, when they ask me about that, listen, how do I even get started? I don't even know what to do. I ask them to do a simple exercise. You know, for the next seven days, on a piece of paper at the end of the day, write down on the left-hand side all of your purposeful things that you thought were meaningful really added to yourself and did added to the planet. Put those activities on your left side and the right side. Put the ones you think were really meaningless, you know, that, you know, you're surfing, the, you know, uh, the Internet and God knows looking at whatever, what your, you know, person did on, somebody did on vacation or, you know, whatever social media person that you're looking at, or just stuff that really you think are not, didn't add anything to your life or the planet's, but that on the right-hand side. You do that for several days, you start to notice a pattern of things that really you think bring purpose to your life and things that don't bring purpose to your life or any others. And then you start to do this. Once you can put it down on paper, and I mean write it, don't type it out, write it in a piece of paper. This is an exercise that uses all of your capacities. You know, when you, when you write things down, I firmly believe <coughs> you use some of the fundamental gifts that you've been given along with, along with every part of your brain. So if you write this down on the left-hand side versus right-hand side, then something fundamental happens. You start cutting out the stuff that are less meaningful or not as purposeful. And then if you, if you do that simple activity and you sustain that over time, you start figuring out, hey, this is what I really want to do, and these are the things that I do. It may not just be one thing. It may be that, you know what, I want to take an extra... I have 30 minutes uh, a week to do something for somebody, maybe, you know, volunteer somewhere that makes you feel good or do something like, you know, plant a garden uh, and that, that really gives you some purpose. So whatever it is, yeah. you have those purposeful activities. And, and, and I feel what happens is that when you have purpose in your life, and I, and I have many, many activities like this in my book, but when, when you do these activities and when you actually start to, to develop an idea in your life that what you're doing is meaningful, then what happens is that your body's systems are in alignment. So, you know, I, I really believe we're primitive. We're, we're, we're bodies 
are primitive in the sense yeah. that we're meant for survival. When you don't have purpose, when you have unrest in your, in your life, your body doesn't know that. Your body still thinks that it's trying to do one of two yes. things, right? Hunt or be hunted. And when you have unrest, they feel like, oh, there's something missing and there's some problem. Perhaps you're being chased you're, or you're trying to figure out some way to get something yeah. uh, such, as, such as food, right? And so the whole fight or flight mechanism goes into effect. Not in the way where your your heart is racing all the time and you're feeling like impending doom. But yeah, it goes it's very up. subtle. It, yeah, it can be very subtle too, like you said. And 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 Dr. Dad, we're going to have to go to break here in about uh, 10 seconds, but I want to, we're going to be coming right back with Dr. Nandy because th- this is really important to listeners talking about your purpose. And we're going to come right back and uh, finish up with purpose and uh, discuss the next steps in becoming your own health hero. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to the Sustainable Success radio show. We're here today with Dr. Partha Nandi, who has authored the book called Five Steps to Becoming Your Own Health Hero for Longevity, Well-Being, and Joyful Life. So we're discussing the five steps. And we were uh, in the first part of the show, we were talking about the first step, which is the most important is establishing your purpose. And again, putting your wellness first and taking control of that 
so you can have sustainable success in all areas of your life. And we were just finishing up on purpose, but Dr. Nandy, I know you were, uh, we had to go to break and you were just touching up, finishing up on purpose. So I just wanted to continue where we had left off from the break. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, just before the break, we were talking about what really happens and why, why it's important to have purpose. I talked about how you can add seven years to your life, decrease rates of dementia, heart disease, stroke, et cetera. And, and, and those are really important because these, these diseases like heart, heart disease and stroke and, and cancer are killing, our, killing people every single day, uh, every single day of the year, and they're leading causes of death. And so when you have purpose in your life, when you have less unrest, your body still is, is primitive, we were talking about, and there's a whole idea about a fight-or-flight response. And, and when you have less unrest, on a microscopic level, right, you have less of the fight-or-flight response. We think that inflammation is really the root cause of so many diseases. And when you have increased unrest and you have increased in, in the fight-or-flight response, even on a microscopic level, there's a hormone named cortisol that comes into play, and it, and it ravages the body, decreases inflammation. ACTH, all of, the, all of the substances in your body that can really add to disease are are increased when you have unrest. When you have purpose, that unrest decreases. You're kind of, you know, your body gets, hey, I, you know, I'm doing this, and your mind says, I'm doing this, and I know there's, there's a reason to it. You know, there's, there's nothing worse than going through your entire life doing something you hate that you know has no meaning or, in, in fact, is detrimental. So that, that, that leads to disease, and that's why I'm so interested when people have a purposeful life. Again, it doesn't have to be changing the course of the yeah. planet but you have purposeful activities, that can be a game changer. And then when you have that, for me, right now, I have two, two young boys and a girl, and I want to be there for their kids and their grandkids. If I want to do that, I better have a plan. And it's not just going to be like, oh, well, I'll have my Cheetos and then just sit on the couch and do nothing and intellectually be just depleted and, 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 and be able to accomplish that goal. It's not going to happen. So that's, the, that's why, for me, I have the why, the purpose. And everybody has to find their purpose. And once you do that, I think you can, you can go on to the next step. To me, one of the most important things you can do, obviously, is have purpose. But beyond that is to really do something tremendous. You know, Mark Hyman is a tremendous physician who's also really written a lot about health he talks about one of the most important things you can do to impact your health, and he, and, and he talks about the most important weapon in, in fighting poor health is the fork, right? And the action of putting that fork into your food and then putting it in your mouth is probably one of the most important things you do. And so in my book, I talk about the, the second pillar is talking about a nutrition plan, you know, and I call, and you, and you mentioned in the beginning of the show, I call myself the undiet doctor because I actually want to call the, the dictionary companies and say, you know what, you want, a, you want a word as a synonym for failure? That's got to be diet, right? Yes. None of us on this planet will ever say, I had a diet and it succeeded for me long term. It just doesn't work. Because it dies. All, all, D- all diets are predicated, letters. right, <laughs> on the fact that you will fail and then you'll get back on it or another one. I mean, there's not a single diet that says, here you go, you take this, and this is sustainable for the rest of your life. There's always formulas. There's un- undoable things that, you know, eat water every day, eat rice every day, eat meat every day, you know, or just particular type of supplements. There's really not... 
anything that's a diet that's sustainable. So to me, it's really never about a diet. It's always about a nutrition plan, right? And in, in, in our nutrition plan, we talk about basic fundamentals. And, and in my book, I describe this in detail. You know, people, if you ask on the street, Basic questions like what is a carbohydrate, what's a protein, what's a fat, you know, what, what is actually needed in your body. People have, people have tremendous misinformation because, you know, you're right now in, 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 the, in the phase of the low carb is always good. And people have no idea what that means. You know, some people yeah. think that having an apple is, is too much carbs, but they have no idea the difference between a simple carb and a complex carbohydrate. And, and they don't, they think all protein, you know, every time, Every time I ask my, my patients ask me, hey, doc, I need a high-protein diet so I can lose weight or get more energy. You know, they, they just don't understand the, the difference between a, a healthy protein, a lean protein, a balance of protein and complex carbohydrates. So it's understanding what it is your body really needs and, and understanding that your body really does need fat, that no fat, low fat, minimum fat, and, you know, all the other words that come out in, in, in the television commercial – ain't always good for you, you know, and so oh, absolutely. It, it, you have to understand that. And so the second pillar is having a nutrition plan. I have some simple steps you can, you can really undertake that can, that can revolutionize what I do. I believe that food is medicine. You know, Hippocrates, we, every, everyone who's a physician takes the Hippocratic Oath. What Hippocrates also said that was important is that so many, what, thousands of years ago, right, that let food be thy medicine. And, and that's so important because, listen, I'm not saying that if you've got pneumonia that you eat an apple and it's going to go away. That's not the idea. It's the idea that you can use food to not only prevent disease but reverse some diseases. I was in South Africa and I was speaking in Johannesburg and somebody asked me, what's the best antioxidant detoxin, detox, uh, detoxifying supplement you can give me? And I said to them, well, you know, I don't know if you've heard, heard of blueberries. And I think to me, blueberries are the best food, best antioxidant. He goes, you've got to be kidding me. I said, no, you don't get that from a, from a bottle. You go to a store, uh, to, a, to a fruit stand to get that. And, and so we have to understand, you know, what kinds of things can really help us and, and get a plan. Once you can get a nutri- nutrition plan, there's really nothing you can't eat unless you have an allergy, of course, or some nutritional deficiency or an enzymatic deficiency. But really, any one of us can eat anything you want to. The keys are what? That you do it in, do it in a way that's sustainable and in, in a way that you're not engorging on it. Yeah, if you have a Big Mac and fries every single day for the rest of your life, you're not going to do well, right? And this is how it is. However, if you, if, you, if you have that every once in a while, I think that's great. So in my plan, I give realistic options. We give tons of recipes in my book that talks about how you can approach this, approach this, this, this whole plan about how to maintain good health and, good, uh, and, and wellness without having to go crazy. When your child has a you know, as, as, a, as a party for, you know, a birthday party at somebody else's house, you don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, am I, you know, doing the right thing? Uh, and, 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 or if you're at a work party, you know, the healthiest option they have is, is veggie pizza. And, and you know, you, you got to, but you can't sit there and say, well, I'm not going to eat anything. I'm just going to sit there. You don't have to. The real world is still there, and, you, and it can accommodate your plan. To me, it's better to be, to be realistic in these, in these goals and to be so rigid that you fail. Yeah. Because here's what happens. So many of us are worried about 
failing in what we're doing that we have that same response that I'm talking about. If you're worried about eating that piece of cake and you're, you're stressing about it and you want to gain weight and this and that, because there's an epidemic of, in, in America also of, of teenage boys and girls who are basically worried about you know, their, their figure and, and the extremism. Oh, yeah. and so if you're sitting there worried about that piece of cake and, and how much weight that's going to put on me, well, guess what? The cortisol that you re- release, worrying about that, ACTH you release, and other hormones you release, actually will probably help, help you end, end, end up gaining as much weight as you eat in a piece of cake. So eat that piece of cake and not worry about it. Just don't eat it every day, seven days a week, or a giant portion like somebody tells you in a restaurant. So the second pillar is really about nutrition, not about diet. It's about a nutrition plan, understanding the, the, the basic ideas about what your body needs and how to approach it. And we talk about that in detail in the book. Once you've got that mastered, the third pillar to me is a movement plan. So notice I don't talk about a diet or, or don't I talk about a, a crazy fitness plan. You know, so... To me, going around and doing ultra marathons, if you like doing it, that's great, but that's not the way you are going to sustain your life. One of the biggest things that I, I have really have enjoyed in my, in my practice, I practice in uh, the suburbs of Detroit, and I, I'm a nexus, this giant fitness facility, Chris. And in that fitness facility, probably a thousand people are sitting there working out. But one of my favorite hobbies is vulture watching. When I tell people that they said, wait a minute, you're in, you're in Detroit and you see vultures? I say, yes, I see them every day. And what they do is these vultures are in these automobiles that have little symbols like L. They may have a symbol that looks like a diamond sometimes, or they may now have a symbol with a T. They're, they're driving around the parking lot for minutes, sometimes several minutes, looking for that very close parking space to the door. Because you know what? They're going to work out, but they are not going to do anything before heading in that gym. If they, if they had to just jump out of the car into the gym, that would be utopia. That would be their goal. Yeah. I mean, heaven forbid that they walk from their parking spot to, to the gym because really it's not time to exercise. If someone could lift them up and take them there into their treadmill, they'd be happy. Well, that's not really a, a, a movement plan. People think that they go there and then, you know, they, they work out and, and then they sit on their couch the rest of the week. They're good. You know, the, the idea of, a, of fitness in America is now boiled down to you. You know, you go to your gym, you lift your giant amount of weight, you look around, make sure somebody's looking at you, and then you drop the weight showing how much you've done. I mean, that does not increase your longevity, decrease disease. And to me, you know, I'm not interested in the six-pack. I'm not interested... In, in the tightest yoga pant that you can wear. It's not, that is not the goal of movement. The goal of movement is to sustain your life, right? So in our, in our movement plan, we talk about how do you make life your workout? How do you incorporate movements that are natural to you, movements that are not foreign to you, activities that are not foreign to you, incorporate into your lives, whether you're in with Lima, Peru, or if you're in New York City, or wherever you are, you can incorporate those activities. And what I ask people to do is make sure that they can incorporate realistic activities into your life every day. If you can do that, then all the evidence has shown that you can increase longevity and decrease disease. Again, it's about doing activities that make life your workout. You know, instead of pressing that button 
for the for the people that are disabled when those doors, you know, those doors that have that that real yes. uh, heavy tug to it. People will say, "Oh, I'm not going to pull that door; it's too much work. I'll press with my little pinky the disable button, let that open." Instead, in the nanny in the nanny uh, movement plan, you pull that door out. You take the stairs. You walk your dog. You go gardening. You take your kids. You run around with your kids instead of saying, "I'm exhausted from the gym, and so I can't work out with my kids." Purposeful movement is the key, and so movement without purpose it really doesn't doesn't help you. It may help you in the short run. You you know you can fit in those those clothes or whatever else is your transient goal. But we give in the book activities, many activities from yoga to general general activities you can do around the house to activities you can even do at work. So many of us are stuck in our cubicles, right? Uh, Chris, you know, doing nothing yeah. and sitting in our desk. So even even the fact of standing up several times a day will help you to decrease disease like like heart attacks and strokes. I mean, this is the stuff that's really uh, wreaking havoc. So to me, that's the third the third pillar. And when you when you put these pillars, you start to get an idea individually. Each of these pillars can can change the trajectory of your life. Change the trajectory of your of your living and your well being. When you start to put them together, you know it really can be can be quite powerful. So what what I what I try to do is make those ideas very very tangible, very simple, and easily doable. No matter where you are, no matter what your economic status. So many so many plans. I've written. I've read so many books about nutrition. I've said, read so many books about about fitness, and it always involves like a program that follows afterwards or some huge amount of, you know, material that you have to, you have to buy. And what I try to do is make it simple so it's affordable. I want to be able to reach people of all income status, all walks of life, to be able to have them make sustainable plans. And that is the key uh, to be able to do, um, you know, any of the pillars, especially the third one, which, in, which is, to me, the, one of the keys, which is movement. And, and trying to incorporate movement into your life in a purposeful way. No, that makes sense. And, and you know, getting back to the second pillar or step, and then I'm going to, go to talk on the third step. But with the second step, you talked about a nutrition plan. And, again, that's where diets, like you said, fail. You know, the first three letters of diet are die. And this is why diets die. They, they're not long-term. <laughs> it's short-term. But, but you have to have a plan because – you know, anything you do in life, you have to have something in writing that you can look at, that you can visualize your you, where you want to be, but the plan allows you to focus on in the present moment, focused on the process, because with anything, when we're trying to lose weight or if we're trying to gain more energy in our life or build muscle or whatever the case may be, maybe come, overcome an illness, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. We have to be focused in the moment on that day on um, what we're doing. And that's where, like you said, a plan is highly effective and why people should be implementing your plan from your book. And then you talk about movement and, you know, a lot of people think about like, well, yeah, you know, I can go to the gym twice a week and then I can sit on the couch the rest of the time and, and drive around and find that parking spot that's like 10 feet from the door. Well, you know, again, movement is about, you know, being consistent. It's not a, you know, you know a here and there it's consistency. Absolutely. It's not like you have to be at the gym seven days a week, but yeah, you can park your car a little bit farther from the store and walk or, you know, walk, you know, take the steps instead of the elevator. 
And these little things that will really add up over time that will really help aid in terms of sustainability with your health. We have less than a minute, Dr. Partha, before our, our next break. So I just wanted to summarize really like in about 40 seconds, you know, the, the, the two steps that you talked about, nutrition plan and movement, and some just something really easy that the listeners can start today to start implementing that into their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that you know, if, you, if you go to the book, and if you didn't go to our website, com, we'll give you tangible steps. You know, because of the fact we're limited in time, I can't go through all the details, but if you go... Grab the book or go to the website, askdrnandy.com. It's A-S-K-D-R-N-A-N-D-I.com. You can get so many tips. It's recipes and, and ways in which you could incorporate movement. And then we come back from our break. I'll talk about the last two, last two pillars. And I think people will be very surprised that a physician is talking about that. And I think it'll be, it's revolutionary what you can right. do when you put these together. Great. Well, again, you're listening to Dr. Partha Nandy. We're going to be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Do you feel shackled to your business? Do you feel that there is no room for anything else, like a personal life, family, fun? Did you know that there is another way? Listen for The Unshackled Life with hosts Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They'll discuss what helps your business work better for you so that you get to have a life. Aaron Young has been starting and running companies for over 30 years. It's time for you to finally have the time, money, and freedom that you've always wanted. The Unshackled Life, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Influencers. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Uh, We're here on the third segment of our show. We're here again with Dr. Partha Dandy, who is the author of the book, Five Steps to Becoming Your Own Health Hero for Longevity, Well-Being, and a Joyful Life. We've uh, spent the uh, first two segments of our show today talking about the first three steps, that being purpose, having a nutrition plan, and then also a movement plan. That's moving around, not just exercise, but being mobile. And so we're going to be discussing here the the, the last two steps. So again, uh, if you missed the first three, you can listen to it on demand, which will be li- available later today. And feel free to listen to this over and over to get some key information here from Dr. Parth and Andy. So Dr. Nandy, we're going to talk about the fourth step from the book and uh, just uh, let the listeners know what that fourth step will be and how it can help them in terms of longevity with their, their wellness. Chris, so, you know, we've been talking about um, how to become a health hero and I'm, you know, I talk about five steps to becoming your own health hero in my book. And, and we've talked about the first three steps, as you, as you mentioned, and the fourth step is a little unusual, you know, and I, and I always ask some of my, um, when, I, when I'm speaking outside, when's the last time your doctor really asked you about your spirituality and, and how if you're using your mind. To me, you know, in order to be successful at, at, in anything, including your health, you have to really use your mind. So my fourth pillar is about cultivating the mind of the health hero. So I really feel strongly that spirituality and, and, and using your mind is so important. So all of us know Michael Jordan as, as probably, arguably, the best basketball player that ever played. Now, Michael Jordan, um, in his in his early days, would be a prolific scorer. So he had scored, I don't know, forty points a game and whatever. He did whatever he wanted on the court, but he wouldn't win championships. And it was very frustrating to him because he was a you know his guy wanted to, wanted to win it all. And, and in came a coach, a new coach. Uh, his name was Phil Jackson, and Phil Jackson introduced to him uh, some some gurus, and he always would give him a book to read about. Spirituality in the beginning, you know, Michael wasn't really convinced about the fact that this would be useful. But um, he continued in his, in his in normal path, which is you know just to try to score and wouldn't win. Then he started using spirituality, especially mindfulness. And what what he re, what he what happened was something amazing. Michael's scoring average went down a little bit, but he won not just one championship, but two, three, four. Five, and I believe he finally won six championships in in 
his career with with uh, the Bulls. And what what he did was was fundamentally amazing. What he took was some of the guiding principles of spirituality and help him propel the next level. And why could he do that? Because we now know that when you have spirituality in your life, whether it's trying to be able to be the best you know, athlete that you are, you know, most of us are not trying to win the NBA championship. We just, you know, that's not in our trajectory. However, most of us are trying to be successful in whatever we're doing, including our health. What mindfulness and, and spirituality is now showing is, is whatever health ailment you have is improved significantly. Whatever problem you're, you're facing, either physiologically, if it's psychological, is helped using spirituality. It doesn't mean that you have to do mindfulness. It doesn't mean that you have to practice yoga. You don't have to meditate. You can just go and, and pray. Prayer is very effective. Walking on the beach is very effective. And again, it goes back to that same principle we talked about in the beginning of the show, which is that fight or flight response. When you, your mind is calm and you are in sync with your body, then what happens is that the statistics are showing that you actually take better care of the, your physical body. So the opioid addiction, for example, uh, and many of us hear about you know, the opioid addiction, what it's done. The statistic is now that every three weeks, the same number of people that died in 9-11 die every three weeks from opioid addiction, which is unbelievable. It's, it's killing our, our nation. Yeah. We now know that if you practice meditation, even beginner level, your dose of opioids can decrease up to 50%. And if you're, if you're a person that's successful and experienced in meditation, that number is sky high. Just one disease state, just one disease state that's an epidemic right now, can be helped with cultivating your mind and using the principles, using the tools you already have. If you could take mindfulness, for example, and put it in a bottle, it would be, Chris, the best-selling pill of all time. Oh, yeah. No side effects, <laughs> no real you know, insurance premium needed. There's no copay. There's no deductible. And you can do it easily every day. And, and I would recommend everybody, just if you could give me five minutes, just five minutes doing an activity that's, that's, that cultivates your mind, whether it be prayer, whether it be meditation, whether it be yoga, um, anything that really, what it does is takes you and takes all those thoughts that are constantly there, meaning why did my boss yell at me the, you know, the other day and it was, it was just not fair? Why did my wife do this or my son or my daughter or whatever it is, a guy in front of me who, who just basically cut me off? All these thoughts, they, they, put, they, they really add up and they, they have a tremendous toll on our health. It's that same fight-or-flight mechanism on a microscopic level. If you can shut them down or decrease them significantly, you are then decreasing the very fundamental source of disease, the very fundamental source of inflammation. So if you can even do five minutes a day, it will be more than 90% of the population is doing. And, and it will help your body stay in focus, stay in, stay in alignment and in sync. Your mind and your body are totally in, it, when they're in sync and they're connected, you can do amazing things. When they're not in sync, then what happens is the diseases that ravage our bodies Take control. So in my, in my book, I talk about various ways you can achieve this spirituality, achieve this cultivation of your mind. And again, if you can do this successfully, if you can cultivate your mind and use spirituality, you can do what Michael Jordan did, which is become a champion in your own 
field in your own respect. If, if it's being the, the healthiest you can be, you'll achieve that. If you really pay attention to it and do it, as you talked about, Chris, not just once in a while, but do it systematically. Do it every day. I, and I think you'll be really successful. And once you've mastered that, the final, the final pillar is something that I really think is important. It's community. It's a tribe. I, I, I talk about the health hero always needs a tribe to really achieve the kind of success that he or she really wants. So remember, humanity, we've gone through a lot of crap, a lot of uh, catastrophic events or near-catastrophic events. Why is that? Because we worked in groups. We worked in tribes. From the caveman days to you know, so many events, even in, 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 near, in, in, in near to us in, in recent history, We've worked together as a tribe. We've worked together as a group. And now what's happened is that, you know, we really worship being independent more than anything else, right? So we worship now is, is, is that fierce independence of Western civilization where I did it. I did it myself. Even my, my you know, two kids, my two um, young boys, like, I did it. I want to do it. I can do it myself, which is great. However, you have to take into, uh, take into effect the power of putting together a community. There are so many examples of when, when people work in communities, especially in health and wellness, your, your, your wellness scores, your disease scores improve significantly. You know, one particular uh, example of immigrants that came, it's called the Rosetto Effect. They came from um, Italy and they came to this country, uh, I believe it was the 1950s. And, and the only difference, Chris, in their in their community versus the rest of America was that they worked as a community. They talked together, cooked together. Uh, um, they, they conversed. They had a, a bond that was, that was as rich as some of the bonds you have with people's families. And what they found was those people in that community had disease states, especially of heart disease, a fraction of the rest of the country. So there was so much less heart disease than the rest of the country. And the only thing that that was the difference was the community. So I, I really ask all of your listeners, try to find community, try to find your tribe. It doesn't always have to be your family. It can be your work tribe. It can be the tribe that you work out with. It can be the tribe that you, know, you have a hobby with. When you do that, the effects are powerful. When you do things as a community, the effects are powerful. In my book, I talk about in this modern world, you could be in New York City with millions of people, yet cannot find a tribe uh, that, that's your own. And we talk about ways, even in the online community, you know, where we can actually, uh, you can find examples in which you can, you can find people that can support you. And, and it's, it's really amazing. So that, that's the fifth pillar. Again, by itself, as I talked to you about with the Rosetta Effect, that it can actually change the fundamental of your wellness and health. Imagine when you put these five pillars together, you become a superhero. And my kids know when I ask them what my favorite superhero is, they, they know right away. They say, it's Batman. And, and here's why Batman is my superhero. Because he doesn't really have any powers. He has a great suit, a nice car, and he has all these tools, right, that he uses. And, and to me, the health hero is a superhero. They're not any more extraordinary than you and I, but they use the tools to really get the wellness that they want in their lives. And I think it could be powerful. No, absolutely. And that is so key. And, you know, just to summarize those last two steps of what you say to the way I, I took it, and this is the way I strongly believe in, 
you know, when you look at spirituality, you know, there's eight pillars of wellness and spirituality is one of them, whether if it's mindfulness, which incorporates meditation and maybe journaling, uh, could be, you know, your faith, whatever that, if you're a Christian or a Muslim or whatever the case may be. But either way, when you're able to have harmony with your spirituality, with the other eight pillars of wellness and striking a balance, not a perfect balance, but but having somewhat of a balance that has a tremendous impact on your overall well-being and, you know, in terms of your physical health and offsetting any diseases to progress or even start in the first place. And when you talk about the tribe, I mean, you know, you think about it, that's your environment. You know, sometimes we could be around people we think are our tribe, but they're toxic to us and they're not suitable to our well-being and they don't have a positive impact on where we're going in life. So sometimes we have to find different people that really align with our values and and, and who we are to really bring out the best in us. And, and like you said, that really plays an important role in our overall well-being and our health. Many people live, you know, extra years by being around, the, you know, the types of people that really nurture them and really bring out the best in them in terms of who they are. So, Dr. Nitty, I wanted to thank you today for taking the time here during, during you know, the, the holiday season to be with us. I wanted to let the listeners know, you know, where can they find you, what you are, where are you up to, and where can they find your book? I mean, thank, thanks for having me, Chris. You know, I... It was really a pleasure. It's, it's great talking to you. You're very easy to talk to. Uh, for, for our listeners, if you go to AskDrNandy.com, it's A-S-K-D-R-N-A-N-D-I.com, you can find so much more information about us. You know, we're also on Facebook with uh, Dr. Dr. Price and Nandy and on Instagram. If you um, have a television, said we have a television show called Ask Dr. Nandy, we're on uh, Comcast, Dish, AT&T, Direct, uh, Time Warner Cable, wherever you are, just check your local listings. We are we are in your city. We uh, air once a day on the Ask Dr. Nanny television show. And so, you know, I think the main thing is I want to leave people with, with understanding that, you know, people always are afraid to start something. Remember, it's not a mountain. If you make the first step, I think that's the first key. And then I tell people, give me five minutes of each of the pillars every day, less than 30 minutes a day, and it will change your life. Well, I can't thank you enough. Everybody that's listening today, please listen to the on-demand version. You know, Dr. Nandy uh, provided us with a wealth of information. Again, check out his book. Go to his website. Watch the show, Ask Dr. Nandy. There's a lot of great information that he provides other than what you've heard today. We want to thank you again for joining us. We want to wish everybody a safe and prosperous and healthy new year. Uh, So we're, uh, you know, make 2018 your year and we will see you guys next Wednesday. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.